it comes to romance because we've been indoctrinated our whole lives by the fairy tale industrial complex, which has told you that like your you know, love is just supposed to magically happen and this one perfect person is going to show up and like your life is going to magically be complete. And we literally like have been told that since we were in the cradle. And then we grow up and still like we've internalized so much of these unrealistic ideas about love. And it's like this thing, it's outside of yourself and you're lucky and it's about being chosen by this perfect person. And it's like, no, it's actually about you choosing yourself. So welcome to Honey Do Me, a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers. So we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them. We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal, that we are worthy of love and pleasure, and that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? Love, love. Just love, love. And I want to talk about love. As much as we love sex, which we talk about <laughs> in every episode. And every single day of our lives. It's also important to find someone to have sex with. That you like or could like or, or love. Or love. Somebody who matches your energy. Right. Because I, yeah, I, exactly what you said. I love love and I love sex. And if you could put those together, kaboom. You can check both boxes. <laughs> Honey, honey, I am yours. Slow me down, please. <laughs> anyway. Well, <laughs> lucky for us, we have a true expert. Francesca Hoagie, a love coach, is on the podcast today, and she breaks down everything. Everything we need to know about dating today. So it's weird, dating today and COVID, dating today just in general in the world. So we get down to business, business, <laughs> what we need to know for our mindset, which is basically the foundation of dating. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Of all, if you're looking for someone to date, like a relationship one on one. Yeah, this isn't really a looking for someone to hook up with type of episode. We'll get there. We'll definitely get there. We'll just, you know, one after another. Yeah. You're <laughs> going to get them. Go. That's where you're at. We love it. We love it. This is for more if you're ready to find perhaps the one or yeah. one of the ones. Right. And so everything you need to know in terms of like dating with that intention and also things you really need to know, like red flags, yes. sexual chemistry, all of those. We really talk a lot things. about sex and dating. So don't mm -hmm. worry. This is still a very sexual episode. Sexual episode. No, I think it's great. I, I learned a ton mm -hmm. going forth in my life. It changed how I want to mm -hmm. step into the dating world eventually. Um and I think eventually. People, eventually. I'm really I'm not there yet. <laughs> just tiptoeing. I'm just, you know wading into the waters yeah you're in the shallow end and she grills me a couple times also yeah. which will be fun for everyone else <laughs> um because apparently i have some toxic habits so <laughs> enjoy if you couldn't guess from the 32 episodes that we've done before this we have some toxic have some habits ourselves toxicity yeah in between but um, we're just meeting ourselves where we are so <laughs> we'll see on the other see side, on the other side. So my name is Francesca Hoagie, and I am a love coach, and I help people to fall in love without settling. So I also have a podcast called Dear Franny, where I talk about love and relationships and dating, and I write about love, 
and I speak about love and I'm just generally on a mission to help people to love themselves more and to love themselves enough to allow themselves to receive the love that they deserve. What yeah. a what a beautiful life's mission. <laughs> we need so more beautiful. of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty like, there are definitely days where I'm like, because, you know, I, I run a business, right? And it's like, I'm it's like business, business. But then I'm like, my business is love. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sometimes we get caught up in that too, but it's like, wait, our business is like sex and yours is love. It's yeah. like, this is a great life to be living. <laughs> what a exactly, fantastic day. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think we kind of want to set the groundwork for dating and dating in today's age. So to really find that love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so yeah. I think one of the biggest factors is mindset. So could you talk a little bit about setting the right mindset for dating and finding the right person? Yes, absolutely. So, and it always does start with mindset. So I love oh, that good. you're starting with mindset because <laughs> it's usually, well, usually what people, um, well, not, you know, seasoned interviewers. When people find out that I am, you know, a love coach, usually it's like, oh my God, which dating app should I be on? Mm-hmm. Or like, mm-hmm. oh my God, let me show you like this guy texted me. What should I say? And I'm like, like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes. like, this is not mm-hmm. the starting point. The starting point is you know, what do you want? What do you believe that you is that is possible for you? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you believe that you're worthy of? And like, and how does that show up and like manifest itself in your dating life? Right? Mm-hmm. So like, um, you know, it's so easy for us to forget or not to know or not to realize that most of what the vast majority of what you are thinking and feeling is happening beneath your conscious awareness. And it's so important to understand that like, so if you're just kind of like going on autopilot through life and through dating and just like, you know, you're swiping, like the apps want you to swipe Mm -hmm. and you're getting the dopamine hit and you're just like, you know, keep going endlessly because by the way, the apps will be happy for you to swipe endlessly. Right. Because customer, right? Yeah. They don't want you to find the one (laughs) tomorrow right? Who was, who was on a dating Mm -hmm. app, like that would be really bad for business. Right. So Mm -hmm. we have to understand like the technology is not set up for you to like be really thoughtful and like have really deep lasting connections. It just isn't. I mean, they need some people to have that, but they don't need every, they don't want everyone to have that. So it's like, so if you're just dating was just kind of like going through the motions and you're like swiping and you're just like kind of taking what comes and just like trying to deal with what comes, the chances that you are going to be successful in modern dating or just really diminished. Mm -hmm. So it takes like a decision, like, okay, I'm going to like do the work that I need to do to clear the noise so I can actually have the love that I want. And that requires like having, like, that's a, that's a, you have to have a mindset to support that. Right. Right. Um, But really the most important thing is belief. Like, what do you believe is possible for you? Mm -hmm. Um, And if you believe Like that, like, you know, say you date men, like most of my clients do, and you believe that like all men are trash, but you also like (laughs) really, really want a relationship with a man and you want to be like the love of your life. Like that's going to be an inherent conflict Mm -hmm. that is not going to lead you to a lot of good results in your love life. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but it's not to blame you for thinking that. And I'm sure you've had lots of experiences that have reinforced that. And there's certainly lots of messages like just in media and culture that reinforce that. Right. But you have to make a decision like, okay, I'm actually that 
doesn't, that belief doesn't serve me because mm-hmm. I want a relationship with a man. So like, so it's like just understanding that like what you believe and what you're thinking about love is so, so important. Um, so I always ask everyone who, if you're just kind of like, oh, I don't know what I believe or like, oh, I believe love is the greatest thing in the world. I'm like, okay, that's amazing. And love is the most amazing force in the universe. But like, what do you believe about you specifically, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when it comes to love, right? Like, do you believe, like, I used to believe for years that guys didn't like me as an example. Mm-hmm. And when I believed that I was really good at making myself right about that. You know, right. <laughs> I was really good at like liking the guys who didn't like me and completely ignoring the ones who did. And like, basically just convincing myself that they didn't exist. Right. <laughs> right. So, so a lot of times the things that we believe about love, we're not like saying like, I believe this. It's just something that you have like, totally take it on as a truth or a fact. Mm -hmm. And so I love to have people just like do an exercise of just writing down, like what are 20 things that you just to you is just a fact about love as it pertains to you. Mm -hmm. And then when you have that list and you can look at it and start to ask yourself like, okay, how many of these things that I believe do I actually want to be true? And how many of these things that I do, I believe that I don't want to be true. Like, so it's like the things that you don't want to be true just know that the work is to start to shift that belief because you can. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that's so important to remember that the work starts with you. Um, as long as I can remember, I've been someone who's been in love with love and I've been, mm-hmm. you know, feeling like oh, no one, the bright people don't like me. And like, I'm trying to be this perfect person for someone else. And like, why don't they like me? And it's only in this most recent breakup that I've had where it's like, now's the time to just turn inward. Like you're trying to be an adult. So focus on who you want to be before you try, you're trying to attract anything like of another person. And so it's yeah. so important to like switch that and focus directly inward. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. I know the answer is always us. It's right. like always right. about mm-hmm. you, you know, it yeah. really is. Yeah. All the videos <laughs> I've seen where like, obviously on TikTok, because I love TikTok, <laughs> but <laughs> where, um, you know, it's like, oh, are you looking for love? Are you looking for this person that's going to whine and dine you and be really like understanding? It's like, give that to yourself. Date yourself first mm-hmm. before you're asking someone else to do that for you. Um, like just be enough without someone else. So I think mindset is such a great first step um, for anything, (laughs) everything and anything. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. And I think most people can wrap their heads around that when it comes to other things, like, like you would understand, Mm -hmm. like, say, if you wanted to like embark on a new career, you might understand like believing that you can do that is is like, is an important part of that process. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Like you just don't believe that you could like, if you're like your heart's desire is to like write a book and you just don't believe that you can do it. Like you're never going to write the book. Right. Mm -hmm. Like at some point you just have to consider like, okay, this feels really scary, but like, what if I can? And what if I start like page by page? And what if I, you know, like, it's like, it's like people understand the importance of that more easily when it comes to other parts of life. But then Mm -hmm. when it comes to romance, because we've been indoctrinated our whole lives by the fairy tale industrial complex, which Mm -hmm. has told you that like your love is just supposed to magically happen. Mm -hmm. And this one perfect person is going to show up and like your life is going to magically be complete. And we Mm -hmm. literally like have been told that since we were in the 
cradle. Right. Right. And then we grow up and we still like, we've internalized so much of these unrealistic ideas about Mm -hmm. love. And it's like this thing, it's outside of yourself and you're lucky. And it's about being chosen by this perfect person. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, it's actually about you choosing yourself. So yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah. I love everything that you both said. I, so I am in a relationship. I've been with him for four years and we're engaged now. And I think I didn't do a lot of this work before getting into that, like in this relationship. (laughs) And those same things are coming up. Like I still have those beliefs that I didn't unroot and work through like, Oh, guys don't like me or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that I have in regards to love towards myself, like those still manifest in different ways and in ways that hurt our relationship. So now I'm having to work through those in the relationship, Mm -hmm. which I wish I had just done it before because now it's two people like having to deal with that issue. So I'm lucky to have somebody who wants to do that with me, but I think that's so important. Yeah. You're super lucky. Yeah. Yeah. You're super lucky. I mean, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, take this time when you're single to do this work because Mm -hmm. when you, then you'll get, you'll get into a relationship that's like, it'll be a better relationship first Mm -hmm. of all, but then like you'll be choosing someone. So you're really lucky that you, you clearly chose a partner who can do that work with you Mm -hmm. because not everyone can. Mm -hmm. And, and I actually work with a lot of women who are in the position of having been married for 10 years, 15 years. I mean, sometimes like 30 years, like I'll, I mean, I work sometimes with women who are like in their fifties and sixties and they never did that work. And when they, until, you know, now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then it was like, I can't do this work with this man. Like mm-hmm. this, he's not along for this ride, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's like, <laughs> it's so much better to just really do the work on yourself and because it's just going to serve you so much better down the road for sure. Mm-hmm. And so would this setting the right mindset be the same as like dating intentionally? Cause I've, I've heard you touch on that a couple times too. So are, is mindset and intention kind of the same thing? Yeah, they're definitely related. I mean, mm-hmm. mindset is more about, I mean, mindset is a combination of things. Like there's so many things that influence your mindset, like what you believe, what you're thinking, your actions. Like there are lots of things that influence your mindset. Intention is a little bit different because intention is like, you were making this decision to like, it's like a a commitment to this outcome, like this, Mm. a commitment to this journey and to this process. Um, and that requires like present being present in that process. Right. So when you're dating with intention, it's like, like I, like I was saying before, you're not just swiping and like hoping to just like, you know, magically like bump into the perfect person and like, then everything's going to magically work out. Right. Mm. When you're dating with intention, you recognize that how you are showing up, in that process of dating from the very beginning, from the first date. And if you're online from the first, like even actually before the swipe, even in your profile, right. Mm -hmm. And how you're presenting yourself and like the effort that you're putting and the intention behind that, like all the way through to everything else that you're doing. um, That's where that intention setting really comes into, uh, comes into play. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a perfect coupling then, like you're saying with mindset, because that can be scary to be like, no, my intentions are to be here to date seriously. When on dating apps, it's so normalized to be like, ah, just looking to hang out, like whatever. Or when you're in person and it's like, no, I'm just looking like I'm just hanging out, whatever you want. But it's like, as long as you're having that intention, you're going to get what you, what you intend, what you want, but you have to have the right mindset to kind of get you there. So I think those are perfectly meshed together for your first steps of dating. And then part of also intention is like, even just getting clear on like, okay, well, what do I actually 
need in a relationship. Like it's very mm-hmm. easy to say what we, we all know what we want, right? Like right. we want chocolate cake, but like <laughs> we need vitamins, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we need like vegetables. So it's like, we we're so used to like skipping over that foundation and just being like, I want somebody who's this tall or looks this way or has this kind of body. And it's like, that doesn't actually have to do with the quality of your relationship over time. I mean, some of the things do, but not all mm-hmm. the things that we get, we can easily get distracted by. Mm-hmm. And the point is not that you can't have those things, but it's like, if you're skipping over the foundation, just chasing that thing, then like you're unlikely to like, like you could stumble into a good relationship, right? Like mm-hmm. you just only wanted to, I was, I actually did another podcast interview today <laughs> and I was talking about, um, my friend who I'm like, oh my gosh, I, sh- I'm gonna- I can't tell her, like, I just smashed you. <laughs> no, but actually she's been on my podcast. We've talked about this publicly extensively, but she's like a total heightist, right? So mm-hmm. she, she's now finally loosening up on this, but like for years, she would not date a man who was shorter than six, three. That's actually really tall. Three. That is really I tall. I feel like that's above <laughs> average really of like height. Tall. Yeah. It's really tall. But she did it. She found, I mean, she's found a ton of them. I mean, you know, some of them are <laughs> like, I mean, she's like, I mean, I'm, okay. It's a whole story. <laughs> They're six three. That's the criteria. Okay. And, um, and so she's been so focused on this. It's like, she always start. That's where she starts. She's like, is he six three? And does it work out? And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, honey, you might want to rethink this strategy, which is clearly not going well. <laughs> That's so <laughs> let's, like, let's dial it back, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you want that icing on the cake mm-hmm. of him being this particular height, which in and of, that's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> but like, wh- what, what else? Like, what are the foundation? Like when you are in that relationship with that person and you are living your life day to day, like, mm-hmm. what is that like? Right. Like, what do you share together? Like, mm-hmm. what are your values? Like, do you have the same vision for your relationship? You mm-hmm. know, um, that's a really big thing. Like, I have a really good friend who she married this guy and it was like super um, fast, like whirlwind romance. And she was like, oh, my God, this is so great. And he's everything. It was like a total, you know, Prince Charming mm-hmm. kind of situation. And now they're married and he quit his job and he won't get another one. And now she supports him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And she's super resentful. And he's just like, I can't, I can't be in a cubicle. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, no, just can't do it. And she's like, but we're, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's like too late. Cause he's just like, no, like, no. (laughs) But when she now, when she reversed, you know, when she looks back, it's like, yeah, he was kind of like, it was his way or the highway from the beginning. Mm -hmm. He was never compromising. You know, he was never, it was always what, it was like when, what they, with one, with when what he wanted aligned with what she wanted, then it was great. Right. But when, when there was a difference, it was always like, it was just what he wanted all the time. Right. And so it's just things like that. It's like, you got to think about like, what do you want your relationship to be like? Mm -hmm. You know, like what are the qualities of someone who is capable of having the kind of partnership that you're looking for? Right. And like really starting there as the mm-hmm. foundation. And that's another, like, so if you're dating with intention, you're paying attention to that. You're like, okay, this person's really cute, really sexy, really funny, but you know, they're not really listening to me. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I already told him twice that I actually don't like him texting me at two a or whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he keeps doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to pay attention to like how people are showing up. Cause that's part of dating with intention. Mm-hmm. 
Something that came up for me when we were talking about questions and that I feel like relates to what you just said was something I've struggled with in the past, which is not knowing if I actually like someone Mm. or if I like the attention or if I'm just infatuated Mm -hmm. with them. Like, how do you parse those out? Because, you know, obviously there can be red flags and you don't see them because you love the attention or there's this other thing about this person that just makes it all okay. And then it comes back three years later and it's like, Oh (laughs) fuck. Yeah. 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 So how do you figure Um, that out? So that's a really good question. So it can be hard if you, if you have that and you know, you did have that in the past, I think you figured it out now, (laughs) 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 but I would say that it's sometimes it's, it is really hard when you are just like, Oh, this person is here and they like me and that mm-hmm. feels good. We're all, mm-hmm. we all want to be liked. We all need that acknowledgement. We all need that. Like, so it can be really, that can be intoxicating and that can totally yeah. take you down the wrong path. <laughs> Especially you know, when you, you have a belief realize, that people don't like you or mm-hmm. that guys don't like you. I think that's what yes. it really came up for me. I was like, what? This person does like me. I don't care that they don't have a job and all of this other stuff. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> they like me. They're right. the only one. And then you get like tunnel vision. On exactly. That one person. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like making yeah, all these exactly. good things. Yeah. 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 And that's a perfect example of why like that you, you really need to pay attention to that belief because mm-hmm. it's like, it's going to, that's how it's going to manifest. It's going to manifest. And now like you meet a guy and he's not great, but you don't feel like you're going to get anybody else. And so therefore mm-hmm. you, you know, and mm-hmm. that's, so the belief is so important. So you're so right to, um, to say that, but I think this is why it's helpful to just before you meet the person to take that time, because you do have those past experiences. And this is for anyone who's listening, like, even if you haven't had a lot of relationships or you don't have a lot of dating experience, it doesn't matter. Whatever experiences you have had, even if it's crushes, even if it's just dates that you've gone on, like looking back and just really asking yourself, like, okay, well, what were the parts, like what were the things about that person that I really enjoyed? What mm-hmm. didn't I enjoy? Like just literally mm-hmm. like breaking it down. Like it's just like, what did I like? What didn't I like? What do mm-hmm. I want to experience again in a future mm-hmm. relationship? What do I absolutely <laughs> never again? again. Don't right? want to revisit. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. even just thinking of like, because obviously when it comes to romance, like you, you're bringing in this like the sexual energy, you're bringing in this your this romantic element, but it's still a friendship at its mm-hmm. core. So also just thinking like, is this just the kind of person that you like to hang out with? Mm-hmm. You know, right? right. Like. Like if you're somebody who like with your friends, like you love like talking and going deep and like having fun and and then you meet somebody and they're giving you all this attention, but like you don't have that fun together. You know, you don't have that kind of like, just like really friendly, like joyful connection. So like, you know what I mean? So once you get more, just take a step back from the person because once there is a person standing in front of you, who's giving you a lot of attention, then it can be really, really hard to discern if you haven't taken that time to do the work beforehand. That's 100% all of my past experiences. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've had some good guys. I've had some good boyfriends, but I've definitely had like dates or crushes or like those like extended period of dating times where it's like you're so tunnel vision on one person and you're like, oh, they, they really suck, but I love them. I know it. And But then the second you break up, you're like... Oh, that feels good. <laughs> like finally. And like, you don't yes. think about them again. It's like, oh, there's just so much they weren't even doing or giving me. And they're kind of terrible. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. Having to like snap out of that tunnel vision, like, oh, this means I kind of need to refocus on myself. 
Mother's Day is around the corner, and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off um but yeah, i had totally. one more other question because i was thinking about i am someone that on first dates i can be like kind of jittery or kind of like say things that i'm like i didn't even mean that or like that's not even my sense of humor why did it come out and so do you have any advice for like maybe how many dates it could take to like let someone's personality kind of like level out before you start judging whether or not you're going to be super compatible. Cause like, I've totally Mm. been like, this isn't even me. Give me one more chance. Like I will be better (laughs) the next date. So is there any, like give them three dates before you call it type of a rule? (laughs) So I have, I have a different question for you. Okay. So it's a good question. Okay. And I have a few questions for you before I can answer that question. Okay. So I'll tell you what, what came up for me when you were asking it. So, well, so for, so for anyone who's listening and whether you're meeting somebody in person or meeting someone, someone online, one really, really important thing is to just really get comfortable with showing up as your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And I know that can be so hard, Mm -hmm. but I think one reason why it can be so nerve wracking on a date is because you've been like presenting this, like super, you know, like on that first, yeah. as you're getting to know someone, cause you're presenting yourself in this super like, uh, you know, kind of like, I'm so cool. I'm so pretty. I'm so fun. <laughs> I'm so like easygoing. And like, you know, you're presenting yourself in this way. That's very, um, it's not that that's not who you are. It's just not all of who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're really trying to lean, um, lead with this, like this kind of facade or this coolness. Right. And I get this because this was a big thing that I used to do. And I, and I recognized it when I realized um, I've, I've gone through I've gone through enough that I've had multiple dating patterns. <laughs> like I face one pattern and then another one will pop up, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Um, New face, love it. I, I used to <laughs> I used to have a pattern of of guys who, when they met me. I I was the greatest thing since sliced bread and I was like up on this pedestal and they just like thought I was perfect until they didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And then there would be this moment where they realized I was a human being and it would all come crashing down and I would end up with my heart broken, you know? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. he he was the one who (laughs) liked me, you know, Uh it even happen. Right. And so I had to kind of just look back and realize, like, once I realized it was a pattern, I'm like, okay, I'm the common denominator in my patterns as are we all. Right. So I'm like, okay, how could I be like 
kind of subconsciously co-creating this dynamic. And it made me realize that I was very comfortable with a dynamic where, and I know this is not your situation exactly, and I'm going to answer your question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I'm very comfortable with a dynamic where like I get to be the cool one and a guy is like, oh my God, you're so great, right? And it's like, I was enjoying that. And it was causing me to kind of just like hold back parts of myself because I wanted him to keep thinking I was so cool and I was so great. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, and that puts this anxiety and the stress on you and as it did me. Right. And then when I got to the place where I was like, okay, I, I, I gotta be a real human now, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and now my feelings are involved and now it's a whole other thing. And now it's so much harder So I just say that to say that's the first thing that came up to me is just to like, and this is for everyone who's listening, the more you are showing up as your authentic self in your life, the easier it is going to be for you to connect with and attract the people who are right for you, Mm -hmm. period. (laughs) And the more you give yourself that permission to be your authentic self, the more confidence you, you gain in, in who you are, Mm -hmm. right? And so, and then, and then it just becomes easier. So it's not that you don't get nervous on a date. I mean, nervousness on a date, I would take that as a good sign, like nervous and excited are two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. And either way, it's just energy, right? So when you're feeling nervous to be like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, this is, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, like, like I would rather you go into a date being like nervous than going into a date being like, oh God. Yeah. This sucks. Like, this is so boring. Let me just like sit here and just get through this. And like, cause you know, like going back to mindset, right. The Mm -hmm. mindset of like, okay, I'm excited. Like, you know, things are happening. Like I'm feeling this nervous energy. Like I would rather you embrace that and not judge yourself for it. Cause that's what's everybody's nervous on a first date. Mm -hmm. So if you just release the judgment Mm -hmm. over the feelings of nervousness and just start like, can get out of your head a little bit more then I don't think that it will be a big deal for you. So that's what comes up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I was going to, and I, but this was a while ago, so yeah. I don't know. What do you think now? Do you think that if you, when you're ready, like the next time you go on a date, do you think that you're going to be nervous? I'm definitely going to be nervous. Um, I think I am definitely trying to put in more of the mindset and intention work that we're talking about in my life in general with things that I want to like attract into it. So I'm hoping that I will be more exactly what you said, authentically myself, like still probably a little like more sarcastic or something (laughs) than I should or than I normally am. But I need a little bit of a shield. Yeah, a little (laughs) bit of that a shield. I'm a very emotional person. So I need a little bit of a barrier. But um, yeah, so I I really want to like that's definitely my goal is to be more of an authentic person. And I, I think it's a few months away. For sure, it's down the road a little bit before I want to try, but that's definitely what I want to start working on. So I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wait, I want to talk more about the sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> this is my now therapy session. I love it. <laughs> Sarcastic are we talking here? I mean, you've said that you use it as a shield. So that concerns me only because, you know, this is, I, I get it as a, as a defense mechanism, mm-hmm. 100%. But it also depends on what you're looking for. So you just got out of a relationship. I don't want to, you know, assume. But this is, again, I just because I, you know, the work that I do is focused on people who are looking for relationships. So that's right. like, my advice is always from that perspective. Um, so if anybody is listening, <laughs> is looking for a relationship, this is, mm-hmm. this is, this is my, this is my, um, my advice for you mm-hmm. is just to really understand that even though vulnerability is so scary 
-hmm. It is like so necessary for you to have the love that you want, Mm -hmm. that it is worth the discomfort and the fear of breaking ourselves of like our habits of pushing people and love away. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying you can't be sarcastic. Mm -hmm. Like if that's your humor and that's your personality, like that's cool. But just if you know that when you go on, when you get on a date, it kicks into high gear. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Then like, I would just very gently, like be be very compassionate towards yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Always talk about (laughs) self-compassion, right? So Mm -hmm. important. But just be like, oh, wow, I'm doing it again. All right. I'm just going to take a breath. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just like, I'm okay. It's okay. It's okay that I feel a little uncomfortable. Right. Not using that shield. It's okay. (laughs) You know, so you always get to choose again, which is the good news, but I don't want you to like, you know, keep pushing. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. And that's, that's really true. And the more times I hear that, the better. So it's, (laughs) I love going over it again. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't sweaty over here <laughs> still with my current partner. But... I know. Sorry. No, no, no. I love it. I this love it. This is what it. happens. People come, they ask me, they're like, oh, I'm just asking like a basic question. Like yeah. which dating app do you recommend? And now we're like, <laughs> now they're like in the hot crying. seat. No, they're not. Right. I mean, but it's like they're like oh wow yeah this is yeah you're right like that's totally Mm -hmm. much more on point than the dating app question (laughs) no 100 percent. every every question has a deeper question so Mm -hmm. i don't doubt that yes exactly Mm -hmm. exactly it's like a russian nest like nesting yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's pull at that thread a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) i'm yeah i relate to that as well Emma and I have definitely talked about this before. I know we both have a tendency to get a little like sarcastically mean when we're trying to joke around or like when we're nervous and uncomfortable. Uh And we've like talked about that a lot before, but it really does come from a place of like, I'm uncomfortable and I'm nervous and I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me. Yes. (laughs) And it's almost like we see nervousness and discomfort as like a lack of confidence. And so I want to come off as confident. Mm. But like, I feel like being nervous doesn't actually mean that you're not confident. Like, I feel like those two things can coexist, coexist, yeah. but not the way that we frame them as a society. It's like, mm-hmm. if you're nervous, if you're uncomfortable, then you lack confidence and you're a loser. Right. But it's like, actually, I'm just really nervous yeah. because yeah. I'm really emotional <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really yeah. excited. Yeah. 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 It's kind of funny how. Yeah. You're just a human. How two drastically different sides. I think you and I can both get where it's like mm-hmm. I can either tell you everything from the bottom of my soul <laughs> or be mean or I'm going to hurt your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> we both have sisters. So we yeah. know what that was like. I'm going to like verbally put up your <laughs> put up your fist. This reminds me of. um something I was, I've been talking about all week so far, which is flirting and how there's like, you know, there's different styles of flirting Mm -hmm. and that kind of teasing sarcastic style is, is it is a totally legitimate style of flirting, but it is not always the most effective style. Uh (laughs) You have to look at like the the effectiveness of like the style of flirting that you're employing and just like Mm -hmm. ask yourself like, Oh, is this actually yielding me the result that I want. Yeah. Is this you know? bringing them closer? I'll just, I'll just or say that and then we... <laughs> are they mad at me now? Because I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say it worked yeah. most of the time for me. I'm yeah. with my current partner. I guess it works. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're just a match in that way, but Amazing. yeah, that's a one you have to be careful with. I wanted to get into red flags yeah. just a little bit because I feel like we've kind of 
touched on them. Mm -hmm. But do you have any like general red flags that you think we should be looking out for that people should be looking out for? Or is it really like an individual thing after you've done that foundational work, you've envisioned what you want and then going off of that to determine what's a red flag? I mean, there's so many red flags, but I guess it's <laughs> kind of like simplify it. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess the, the number one thing is if, you, okay, there, there's multiple, but I'll, I'll give a few. But the number one thing is that you are dating somebody who cannot articulate that they are looking for a relationship. And I say this from just like, I mean, and I know you could go from red flags from like, of like, oh, he's like secretive and maybe he texts and, he, you know, like mm -hmm. there's red flags in that regard. But I think that one big one that I see so many people get stuck on who are looking for love, they're looking for a relationship, but they're continuing to give their time and their energy to people who cannot articulate that they are. Because And the thing is, just because somebody says, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship, it doesn't mean they actually are. Mm -hmm. But if they can't say that, then it does mean that they're not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. that makes <laughs> right. sense. So just as like a first, like just a baseline step, and I think especially for um, women who date men, because in our culture and the fairy tale industrial complex and like this whole idea, like you never pressure a man and you've got to play it cool and da da da. So it's like women get this idea of like having a conversation upfront about what you're looking for is like pressuring a man. But this mm -hmm. is what I say. I'm like, first of all, if he's, if he's not looking for a relationship, that will feel like pressure for him, but that's fine because you need to know that because that's not your guy. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and if he is looking for a relationship, why would that be pressure? You're not saying, Hey, do you want to be with, Hey, on a first date? Like, hi, do you want to be with me? You want to be my boyfriend? Like, mm -hmm. you don't know this guy. You may never want to see this guy again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's not the point. It's not about him. It's just like starting to understand and invest in people, invest your energy in people who can articulate at a very basic level. Like, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship. Mm -hmm. basic level. Mm -hmm. So if they can't say that, that's a big red flag. Um, and the, you know, oh yeah, one day, or I don't know, or I'm going to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, you know, proceed, proceed with caution, like proceed mm -hmm. at your own risk. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then I'd say the other really, really major red flag that I see is just, is just people who are not putting in effort. Like, they're not putting in real effort and I, and just sending a text every day that says good morning, beautiful is not an effort. I'm sorry. It's not. Mm -hmm. And we need to stop <laughs> okay. accepting that as effort. <laughs> Everyone and that anyone. Not effort, right. Okay. <laughs> um, but I get that all the time too. They're like, Oh, well, no, I mean like I hear from, I hear from every day and I'm like, does it matter that you, you, you hear, Hey, good morning, beautiful. How is your day every day? That's not effort. Right. Mm -hmm. And all you, and all you're doing is like reinforce, but every time you respond to that, you're just reinforcing to this person. It's okay that you don't put in any effort to get to know me or move things forward. I'm still going to give you the attention and the ego boost of responding to your completely lazy message. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's that one. It like hits me in the, the bone, the annoying bone. I hate that. Like I've had to come to that realization too, of like what actually is effort and what is going through the motions and separating that and not just taking going through the motions as like, no, he, they're still right here. That counts. It's like, no, <laughs> just put, you have to put in actual effort and it's totally 100% okay to need more effort than just someone who's just there, you know? Yeah. Both of those things, like recognizing and advocating for the fact that you need more and also being upfront about what you want. Like, yes, mm -hmm. I want a relationship. And I feel like both of those kind of go against that, like 
cool girl idea, which before I met my fiance, I was like, I'm going to be a cool girl this time, even though I never had been. And the (laughs) truth is, I'm not not in that way. I'm anxious. I'm like relatively (laughs) I have a lot of needs and I need them to be met in order to be happy. And it's just like, I'm not that cool girl. Mm-hmm. And so trying to be that person really is not authentic to me and attracted a lot of inauthentic relationships. Yeah. So or definitely. connections. So what yeah. about like sexual chemistry yeah. and stuff like that? Is it a red flag or something you should pay attention to if you don't feel that chemistry right off the bat? Or is that kind of something you can build up to? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you asked this question. Such a good <laughs> question. Um. So, re- so, okay. So chemistry so sexual, like instant sexual chemistry that is so intoxicating. Is that, okay. I was going to say <laughs> right. that feels very aligned with like the fairy tale complex like we're talking about. That feels very like. It totally does. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yes. We have been, we have been taught that when you feel that lightning bolt of chemistry, that means that person is the one. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And even though all of us have felt that lightning bolts of chemistry (laughs) more than once, and we Mm -hmm. can probably like, you know, be like, oh, where are they now? You know, right? (laughs) it's so easy to still fall into that. So I always say like, if you have a, if you have a dating pattern that keeps repeating, that is very unconscious. So like Mm -hmm. you, because it's one thing if you're like, okay, I know this guy is like kind of an idiot, but like, I'm going to do it anyway, because of like, whatever else I'm getting out of the situation. That's one thing if you're kind of you see it, and you're making that choice. Mm-hmm. But if you are like, oh, my God, every time you think that somebody is like, so amazing, it winds up in the same thing happening, you know, like they cheat on you, or they ghost you, or, you know, you get dumped, like I used to, or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the pattern is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, once you see that, once you see that the pattern is happening, then it's like, and you don't understand it, it's like, okay, just know that that instant chemistry is leading you astray. That's Your so chemistry true. radar mm-hmm. is off. So in that situation, your chemistry, like having that instant sexual chemistry with someone is, I would say, a red flag. And if not a red flag, at least a yellow one. Wow. It's at least a slowdown. Wow. Because you, because there's something, cause like, like I was saying before, you know, 95% of what you think is, and feel is happening beneath your conscious awareness. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when we meet somebody and we have that instant chemistry, it feels like magic. It feels like it came from the universe and like, but actually it's coming from inside of us. So something inside of you is recognizing something inside of that other person. And that's a match. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when that is leading you astray, so there's something about that radar and that's something that you're responding to and, and your sexual romantic partners keeps on leading you to that same result then it's time for you to like take a step back and start to understand and to heal that and to shift it because otherwise the chemistry will just keep on leading you into that same pattern over and over and over again. Um, But to the second part of your question, yes, I do believe that you can build chemistry, not with everyone. Mm -hmm. There has to be like, I, like I say, like literally I call this the puke test. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this was before your time, but have you ever seen um, the movie Girls Just Want to Have Fun with yes. Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> it's like, you know, 80s, classic 80s movie. So Helen Hunt is in that movie. And her character, she says, there's this line where she says, you know, whenever I meet a guy, it doesn't matter if it's a date or my dentist, I always ask myself, would I puke if he kissed me? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
so harsh but like yeah it's so harsh but it's so true because there's some some people you're just like you just have that instant like repulsion and and I say repulsion and I don't mean it like they're repulsive necessarily Mm -hmm. but just to you personally like there's it's like no like a hard no (laughs) right Mm -hmm. and so that you cannot overcome you can't overcome it it doesn't matter how amazing they are it doesn't matter how like much i in my opinion, you cannot overcome that. And I do mm-hmm. not recommend trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. no. Yeah. <laughs> that feels fair. like the clearest yeah. red flag. Like, <laughs> I want to vomit. <laughs> if somebody kissed you and you were like so excited and nervous that it made you like, yeah, feel like, yeah. Oh, God, I'm like I'm that's one thing. But if you're like, oh, God, puking yeah, from disgust is, is another thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we yes, can know the difference. Is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please know the difference. Yes. That is not your person. Please, uh. please, please do not settle for that everyone I beg you Um, (laughs) oh my gosh I love it that's so funny (laughs) that's something that I've actually wondered for a really long time though with the sexual chemistry thing I and I've talked to my partner about this before so he's not going to listen to this and be like what I feel like I have been trained my entire life to be prepared for that moment where I like lock eyes with someone and I'm like that's my person like love at first sight and like the whole world stops and all this I don't remember meeting uh, my fiance like the first four times that we met I didn't know his name like he knew my name he says he had that moment and so I've felt really like oh like I was supposed to have that moment and it's like caused a lot of like weirdness for me but what we did do is build this really amazing once I did remember his name and we started hanging out (laughs) we built this really amazing friendship and it was just like instant chemistry in that way and then we built up the sexual chemistry Mm -hmm. and at first was it a little awkward Mm, yes of course but then four years later and we're doing great (laughs) for the most part yeah So I feel like that's something I've had anxiety and like insecurity about. Like, Mm -hmm. was I supposed to have that moment? So it's nice to hear. I didn't want to puke. Yeah, the first time he kissed me, so (laughs) I passed. He passed the puke test. There we go. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, Oh my gosh. Well, with with sex and dating, like, is there is there too soon at all in dating to have sex, or is that something you have insight around, or is it kind of just go with the flow? So I wouldn't say, okay, so I don't have a hard and fast rule about this Mm -hmm. because it does depend on, it depends on the people. It depends on, you know, it just depends on where you are mentally and emotionally and in terms of what you're ready for. So are there people who like, you know, have sex on the first date and they end up being a great match and they wind Mm -hmm. up having a beautiful relationship that lasts for the rest of their lives? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But usually that's not the case, right? (laughs) And so it's just a matter of like understanding, like usually that's not the case. And also looking at your own pattern, like, because if you know that you have a pattern of getting physical with people pretty quickly and then, you know, finding like, again, down the road, it's like, shit, I went too fast. I didn't get to know them or I ignored this Mm -hmm. sign or that sign or whatever. Then it's like, then you know for yourself, like, I can't do that. I need to take it slower I need to get to know somebody. I need to dial it back. So this is like just something that everybody needs to kind of individually know about yourself. Also to know about yourself, like when you do have sex with someone, this is what I always say to anybody who's like, should I sleep with him? Can I sleep with him? I'm like, listen, <laughs> if you're okay with never hearing from this person again, then go for it. Mm-hmm. But if you would be really hurt, if you never heard from them again, then don't do it. 
Like, just mm-hmm. don't take the risk, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the answer is like, yeah, that's fine. I just kind of want to just like, I'm like, then go for it. Have a great time. Mm-hmm. Right. But just make that choice from a place of like empowerment. And like, this is it. This is a conscious decision I'm making. I'm, you know, I'm fine if I never see this person again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Um, then it's fine. Then I, then I don't have a problem with it, but it's just like really knowing yourself and being honest with yourself and just making sure that you're not kind of telling yourself that, you know, but as just a way to kind of like, um, you know, kind of subconsciously, you know, keep yourself quote unquote safe from real intimacy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so as a general rule, I would say it's a better policy to like take a little more time. Um, you know, again, when you're looking for a relationship, if you're not looking for a relationship, have at it. I mean, I miss that. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad I had my hoe days. Like, I'm so glad I got that out of my system. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. <laughs> um, so I know that feeling of being like, yeah, I don't care if I never see him again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I also know that feeling of like, I will be so devastated if I don't hear from this person who I think we have this amazing connection Mm -hmm. and he's just like, all right, see ya, you know? Yeah. And it's not about like giving up the goods too early or anything. Right. It's because I feel like you hear that like cow and milk thing, which I hate, but it's not about that. Right. Like that's not why to wait to sleep with someone. It's just like how it's going to make you feel and like your connection to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I'm very sex positive. I'm very like, I, I don't, I don't believe in like, you know, you're giving a man anything when you have sex with right. him. I don't mm-hmm. believe in the concept of virginity. Like, I don't believe in any of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe in protecting your heart and being honest with yourself about how you're going to feel, how it's going to affect you, um, and how it's going to really impact your ability to believe that you can actually have the level of intimacy that you want. Because if you don't believe that you can have the level of intimacy that you truly want and you're using sex as like the, well, at least I get to like have this short term intimacy as a, you know, as a band aid, then I would just, I want more for anybody who feels that way because I know that more is possible for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a judgment thing and it's not a like, you know, yeah, it's not a why buy the cow. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's such a great, like instantly kind of feeling subconscious question to ask yourself. Like, would would you you know be upset if they never called you back like that's a great way to like immediately check in with how your body would react Mm -hmm. if that happened so yeah (laughs) especially if you're being honest with yourself yeah because I think there are times when I would be like yeah I'd be fine with it be fine yeah (laughs) because I want to be a cool girl because I want to be a cool girl but I'm not a I'm not a cool girl yeah we can remake the song sometimes in life though we just have to have those experiences you know Mm -hmm. I've had those experiences where I was like oh no no this guy totally is so into me (laughs) this is gonna be great (laughs) this is gonna be great and then he wasn't and it didn't feel good and I was Mm -hmm. like okay and so it's just like information for next time so it's just knowing that like it's there is no such thing well maybe some people just get it get super lucky and they just manage to like you know meet actually I don't even know if I consider meeting somebody really young lucky to be honest Mm -hmm. because I think that it's there's so much benefit in getting to know who you are and find your own path and then Mm -hmm. find somebody who's like compatible with that um, cause if you get together with somebody too young, you guys are going to go through, undergo so many different changes and 
yep. maybe that'll be <laughs> compatible, mm-hmm. um, but maybe not, you know, so, but, but even let's just say, let's just call it lucky to have not had to, you know, date and get your heart mm-hmm. broken and go through a lot of drama and patterns for years, right? Mm-hmm. Just say like, we consider that lucky. There's a trade-off. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. There's always a trade-off, you know, there's always a trade-off. Um, and there is a trade-off of like, of that experience and, and all of that. So for most of us, we're going to have those bumps in a road. We're going to have those highs and lows. We're going to have those disappointments. We're going to get our feelings hurt. We're going to feel rejected, even though I don't believe in rejection anymore, but um, <laughs> I used That's to. Cool. Is it? I'm like, rejection isn't real. That's like my motto. I'm like, it's not real. Well, it's I love not- that. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to know more about that. <laughs> Just for my own sake. <laughs> asking for a friend. Just asking for a Um, so rejection. Okay. So rejection is a feeling and your feelings are totally valid, Mm -hmm. but your feelings are not facts. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just because, so when we think is, when we say, when we feel rejected, when we like co-sign that emotion, like they rejected me, you're saying like that basically they looked at you objectively, first of Mm -hmm. all, and somehow found you lacking. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't good enough for that person. Like that's the story behind rejection, Mm -hmm. right? They didn't find me desirable. They didn't find me this, whatever, right? And the reality is like, you will never know. You can't, you, you won't always know. And most times you will never know all of the reasons why a person did not want to be with you romantically. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they won't even know most of the time. I mean, they might like, because even like, so like, here's an example of like, somebody's like, Oh my God, you know, okay. So I'm a black woman, black women. Um, there's a lot of data, very clear that when it comes to online dating, black women are the least desired, right? The least favorited, the least messaged, the least responded to, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. This is just factually the case. Mm-hmm. Um, however, however, <laughs> if there are any black women listening, mm-hmm. I personally never internalized that. I was just like, that is, that's just not going to apply to me. And it mm-hmm. didn't because I didn't, take that in. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with every, with everything. Um, which is why what we believe is so important. Right. Mm -hmm. But even if a man was like, you know what, I just, you know, you got dark skin and I just, I just, I'm just not, I just don't find black people attractive. Sorry. I'm not into you. Mm -hmm. Why would I consider that him rejecting me? Like, I'm like, that's on you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, what does that have to do with me? It doesn't have anything to do with me. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, so even, even if somebody were to say something that specific, like I do not want you specifically, mm-hmm. <laughs> I find you unattractive. I find you lame. I find you whatever, you know, it does. It's still about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's- so why should we internalize that as like, oh my God, I wasn't good enough for this person. It's like, okay, that's mm-hmm. just not my person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean when I say rejection isn't real. Yeah. I've heard, um, like funny jokes like oh it's none of my business what other people think of me and at first I was like of course it is shouldn't we all make sure people like me like I want you to like me but that's I've like grown to understand that a little bit more it's like oh you don't like me that's that's literally not my problem Mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with me but I'd never like connected that to also rejection romantically because like keeping your energy yours and their energy theirs like not letting them right get into yours yeah not letting them penetrate (laughs) Penetrate that energetically (laughs) exactly Um, totally totally and I also think it's always helpful to think about the people who may have felt that you rejected them that's so true because it's like 
I don't think I've ever only <laughs> twice when they were terrible people. You know, it's always been because of so many other different things. So that's so true to think about your own reasons. I mean, sometimes it has been a puke test thing. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't want them to have to think about that. But, yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even if it's a puke test, it's not their fault. Right. Yeah. Not everybody's going to puke. That's it. Like, that's just something that's so personal, you know? And that's what right. I mean. It's like, like people get so worked up. Even like, and this is the other thing about rejection. It's such a slippery slope because the, where does it end? Are you rejected right. because you swiped right on somebody and you never matched? Because I know people who get upset about that. They're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I swipe mm-hmm. right on this person and we never match. Like, you know, he rejected me. I'm like, you, well, this is a whole story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This person may have never even, this person may not even be a real person. This may mm-hmm. not even be a real profile. This may not even be a person who's been on this app for a year. Mm-hmm. And now you are now somehow telling yourself that like you've been rejected by this imaginary person. So that's what I mean. Like it's a story. Right. And yeah. it matters because it just makes you feel demoralized. It makes you feel less confident in your ability to have the love that you want. And then that's going to impact your actions. And then you can easily find it in the, yourself in a mm-hmm. situation where you're like, I want to puke. This guy kissed me. I want to puke, but he likes me. Right. And can I do any better? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So there's other good things about him. So I'll just be with him. Mm-hmm. No, don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is such. You see how it happens? Yeah. <laughs> it all can be so smoke. related. Totally. 100%. Not everyone's going to puke. That Not was my favorite. Not everyone's going to puke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The ultimate advice. The ultimate advice. I I think. Not everyone. <laughs> We all we all fail somebody's puke test. Everyone does. And every supermodel in the world <laughs> fails true. somebody's puke test. <laughs> yeah. Every person who you look at and think is the hottest person ever fails somebody's puke test. It's completely, completely subjective. One hundred percent. Yeah. Period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just let's just sit with that. <laughs> Love it. Something to stew on. <laughs> so let's say everything's great. <laughs> you know, you've made it to the other side. Mindset, intention, puke test, all perfect flying colors. So now we're dating. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about like perfect dates or dates that we could go on now that we're virtual. Um, how to do that a little bit in COVID. Yeah. So dating during COVID definitely takes some extra creativity. Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily like spring is coming. Cause yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, last, last spring and summer, I was like, it was, it wasn't that it, with my clients, it was easy to come up with ideas and things mm-hmm. and like lots of outdoors activity. Right. And then as soon as the fall came, I was like, my clients in California, they're working it out. My clients <laughs> on the East coast and the Midwest. Not so much. Not so, much. No. <laughs> so luckily spring is returning. So this mm-hmm. is going to make it a lot easier. Um, so in terms of like, you know, IRL dates, luckily the, with the return of warmer weather, there's so many things that you can do. And just for like a first date, cause you maybe don't want to make a huge commitment of like, we're going to go on like an, you know, hour long hike, or we're right. going to go, I don't know, like mini golf or something that's like more of a bigger investment. Mm-hmm. A really simple thing to always do is just to like get a cup of coffee, get a juice, get an ice cream and just take a walk. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just think that that's like a really simple easy first date, especially for people who you're connecting with online, who you don't want to make a huge time commitment to for that first date. Cause it's really more of like a pre-date. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, okay, are you somebody who do have, have we built enough rapport? And, you know, is there enough interest here that we want to like, you know, get to know each other a little, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of just that walk is a very simple thing. Um, but otherwise, you know, you could do picnics, you can do 
beach outings. You can do, I mean, all sorts of things outdoors, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can even dine outdoors now and, you yeah. know, depending on where you are. And, you know, I mean, I'm like, personally, um, I, I've been shut in, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm also in a relationship and I also live with my partner. And if I was single, I probably would have, you know, did a little double masking and mm-hmm. like did some outdoor dining. <laughs> <Yep>. you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so, you know, obviously being safe and all of that, but there's ways to do that. But then in terms of the virtual, there's, I have seen people have really, really amazing virtual dating experiences just by being creative, just by like, um, like I have a client who, she was dating a guy who she met online and they like, they would just, they would do all these things. Like they would cook together over FaceTime, you know, they like drew portraits of each other over FaceTime, like just like things that is just like, even though, yeah, it's not the same as being in person, but it actually did. It does force a little bit more effort, which is always Mm -hmm. good. I always like opportunities for people to demonstrate that effort. So I'm like, I Mm kind of like that about dating during COVID. Whereas like, it used to be really easy to be like, okay, want to go grab a drink? Easy. Mm -hmm. You can do that a million times, but who, how many people are you actually going to take the time to like figure out how to have a creative virtual date with? Like Mm -hmm. you just have to care more. You have to put in more effort. So I like it from that perspective. Um, another thing you could do is something like Netflix has an extension for Chrome called Netflix party. Um, I don't know if you're yeah, familiar mm-hmm. with that. My so little like, sister has can... been doing that with her friends. Oh, that's cute. She said it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, it's just an extension that you put on your Chrome and you can just, so you, you can, you're just watching it in the exact same time. Cause you know, uh-huh. like if you were otherwise you'd be like, okay, yes. hit, hit yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, now you're watching it. <laughs> You're watching Netflix at the exact same time, you know, and there's like a chat feature so you can chat or you can talk. But anyway, so that's another way to kind of have like a virtual movie date, you know, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's other platforms out there that have similar things, especially mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of people who have developed, you know, lots of options like that. Um, so there's lots of things you can do. I also have clients who just done things like shown, you know, on, on um, FaceTime, like shown each other they're taking them on tours of each other's neighborhoods you know um or like I had um a client who she I mean okay the guy that she was dating was a chef to be fair but he did he shipped her like groceries Mm -hmm. and a recipe and they both made the same recipe together and then like sat down and like had dinner together over FaceTime that is so cute. It's like Hello Fresh, but romantic. Yeah. <laughs> Hello Romance. Yeah. Exactly. Hello so Romance. Cute. Those are so, fantastic ideas for like putting in a little bit more effort, but still using them to like get to know someone deeper than mm-hmm. want to Zoom for an hour. Like that, that's literally that where like my mind stopped. I was like, do we just yeah. have to? Is that my life? I just Zoom now? Like, <laughs> so that, but those yeah. are really cute and like mm-hmm. sincere acts of like, I'm, I care. <laughs> I'm giving you all my yeah. attention. And even yeah. if it's totally, it's, it shows that sincerity, but even if you do just zoom for an hour, like, first of all, don't just say like, let, let's like, like set a time, make it a date, mm-hmm. show up and be like, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to have a drink together? Are we going to like, literally mm-hmm. like, don't just, because then it is so awkward. It's like, okay, all right, well, <laughs> I guess we should go now. Yeah. 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 It's like, that's the nice thing about having a, some kind of drink is like, in, and having an agreement, like let's have a drink together. Mm-hmm. Let's have a cup of coffee together or whatever. 
And then you have it, you know, you talk, you have that chat and then you're like, all right, (laughs) the drink is done. And if you're ready to move on, then you can just kind of gracefully wrap it up. You know what I mean? It just makes it a little bit easier Mm -hmm. to have those parameters rather than just like, let's just stare at each other on Zoom. (laughs) Yeah, that would be so (laughs) terrible. I just had a question come up and I would, cause when you were saying that, I was like, yeah. And if you're not interested, just close the computer yeah. um, <laughs> or say that. like my internet is spotty. What is a way to actually tell somebody you're not interested that doesn't hurt their feelings um, or make you feel really shitty? Yeah. 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 So I think telling somebody, okay. So my advice to how to tell someone you're not interested is just to say like, you know, assuming that they were a nice person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, um, you know, it was really great meeting you. I enjoyed meeting you, whatever, something, you know, Mm -hmm. acknowledging like that it was pleasant. I don't think that we're a match, but I wish you a lot of luck. So you're just being clear and you're just like, you're not, it's not a comp. It's not your, by saying, I wish you a lot of luck. You're Mm -hmm. closing the door to the conversation. We don't need to have a back and forth about it. This is just like, I'm sending you gently on your way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, is that going to hurt some people's feelings? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no dating without pe- people's feelings getting hurt. Most people believe in rejection. We mm-hmm. ladies are in the minority who know that it's not real. <laughs> not anymore. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's always been um, one of the things that's held me back from wanting to date or dating someone that I maybe have a little bit of like a reservation about, I immediately jump to, well, how am I going to break up with them? Like I can't possibly. And then I'll just be stuck in this forever because I have no idea how to break up with someone. You're going to have to marry them. Yeah, I'll have to. Oh, and I, wow. Yeah. So that's my slippery slope, which is what happens to me. Um, but I've come more to terms with the fact that being your authentic self means being authentic to someone else and like giving them the respect of being honest as well. So like, mm. and you can keep it short and sweet, exactly like you said, which yeah. is like, I just don't think we're a match. Good luck. <laughs> Good peace be with you. But yeah, yeah. 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 It, is, it is more respectful to tell somebody the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, would you want somebody to either just like ghost you or string you along because they don't know how to tell you they're not interested in you? Like, that it's sucks. like we have to put ourselves, yeah. we, have to, we have to take things less personally mm-hmm. because there are a million reasons why somebody might not think you're a match. And it could just be that like, they're like, oh, I can see that she's like, you know, she's somebody who's like ready for a relationship and I am not, mm-hmm. she's amazing, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, like totally. That could be why somebody doesn't think you're a match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's, 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 um, it's very easy to feel like, oh, if somebody doesn't want to date me, it's because there's something wrong with me. And it's like, no, you're just not a match. Mm-hmm. And it could right. be for a million reasons that have absolutely nothing to do with you. So, you know, just don't take it so personally. Yeah. But I know it's hard. But you just, it's just something, it's just part of the process. Dating right. is a sorting process. So mm-hmm. people should be getting weeded out. Right. <laughs> just by yeah. nature of the game. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. We have reached the partner episode where we like to do homework for honeys. Where we talk about one actionable step that we can all take to start incorporating all of this amazing dating advice and finding the one advice that you have given us. So, Franny, would you do the honor of assigning some homework for us this week? Ooh, okay. So, hmm. Well, um, I think that the number... Well, okay, can I do a couple of different yes, variations? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because, you know, everybody's at a different place in the mm-hmm. journey, right? 
So um, I think that one really useful thing for everyone is to do the exercise that I talked about earlier, which is to write down what you believe to be true about love as it applies to you specifically, Mm -hmm. right? And I want you to come up with at least 20 things. Push yourself to come up with 20 things, even if you're like, oh, I don't have, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Figure it out. (laughs) It's like push yourself to come up with 20 things, right? So once you have that list, then I want you to go through that list and ask yourself like, okay, is this an empowering thought, an empowering belief or a disempowering one, right? So another way to think about it is like, is this something that I want to be true or is this something Mm -hmm. that I don't want to be true, right? Like, is this something that is helping me, serving me to have the love that I want or is it something that maybe is not? So once you kind of look at that list of those beliefs and then look at what you believe to be true, what you don't, or, you know, what you want to be true, what you don't want to be true. Then I want you to go through all the ones that you don't want to be true and do two things. So number one, ask yourself for each of them, am I willing to consider the possibility that this is not true or that it won't always be true or that maybe it wasn't ever really true. Like when I thought that boys didn't like me, Mm -hmm. I believed that, but it wasn't really true. Mm-hmm. Right. And same thing with you, Cass. Was it true? No, apparently not. <laughs> you got two based on yeah. two. <laughs> my dog and right. my fiance. Yeah, two two. Out there. Okay. Yeah. Right? It, was, it wasn't true, right? So mm-hmm. it's like when you just realize you're like, oh, okay, maybe it's not. Just maybe it's mm-hmm. not. So if you don't want it to be true, I just encourage you to consider the possibility that it's not. You don't have to try to override it. You just, mm-hmm. I know it sounds too simple, but like it makes a difference. Okay. So then, if you're willing to consider that possibility, then the next thing I want you to do is what would you rather believe? Okay. So if you don't want to believe that old thing, what would you rather believe? And this is not about having like a perfect answer to any of these. It's just about starting to challenge some of the things that, that you are, some of the beliefs that you are holding onto that are going to be impacting you in your dating, in your relationships, and just understanding like as soon as you start to bring your attention to it, things start to shift. Mm Mm-hmm. Like these beliefs cannot stand once you start to examine them and question them. Like they just can't, they start to get a little bit weaker and then you get to like have, see a little bit more daylight, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, you get to see a little bit more possibility. You get to say, Hey, maybe that guy was smiling at me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it wasn't just a random accident. Right. Like maybe it, okay. Hmm." You know, cause so anyway, so that's my advice. I think just for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But if you are somebody who is at a place where you're very, you know, you're really avoiding dating, it's not something that you're comfortable doing, then I'd also really love for you to um, start to write. Actually, I guess everybody could do all of these exercises. Okay. So I'm sorry, I'm giving too much homework. No, not at all. Love it. (laughs) Never too much. A lot of homework. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got a few more things I want to hit. This is why I'm a coach. I love giving homework. Um, (laughs) I'm going to just say this one more thing. And this is something else that everyone can do, which is to start to write. And it might take you some time just to revisit it Mm -hmm. over time and go back to it, but a love vision. And what I mean by that is to really write a statement and not, it doesn't have to be super long. It could be like three, four or five sentences that really captures emotionally what you want to feel and experience in your relationship, whether you're in that relationship or whether it's a relationship that you are already in the process of co-creating and calling Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. And, and when I say that, like, I want you to get this to a place where when you read it, it feels emotionally resonant. It's like, ah, yes, 
right? And so the reason that I want you to have that is because um, it's really easy to, especially when it comes to dating, um, it's very easy to be motivated by what we don't want, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be single. I don't want to be alone. I don't mm-hmm. want to have to, you know, do whatever. Like, I, you know, I don't want to never be married or I don't want, it's like, mm-hmm. so I have to go out and date. And the problem with that is that you're, when you're, whenever you're, you're choosing, it's called um, push motivation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So push motivation is that it's like, oh my God, I don't want that. So it's motivating mm-hmm. me to go do something. It's good to get you started with actions, like with new actions, but it's not sustainable over time. That's why like, you know, people are like, oh my God, I want to like lose weight. And they'll like, you know, go out and buy a treadmill. And then like, mm-hmm. they're like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. so that's push motivation. But what I want you to embrace is pull motivation. And what pull motivation is, is when you have this vision, this goal, that this thing that you are working towards, calling into your life, manifesting, creating for yourself, and you're letting the excitement of that pull you towards it. And so with love, because it's so easy to get stuck in that, like, I'm just fighting against what I don't want. I really want everyone to take the time to really get clear on that vision of what you do want, what you do want to feel, what you do want to experience with your partner and get excited about it because the more excited you can get about it, the faster it's going to happen. I love it. Just a round of applause (laughs) for that homework. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so so much. (laughs) Happy homework. Happy homework. Uh, Where can our (laughs) listeners connect with you? Oh, yes. So I'm pretty easy to find. I'm at Dear Franny everywhere. Um, Instagram and Clubhouse are where I'm mostly. Actually, I guess I'm on Twitter, too. I am. I mean, I definitely am on Twitter. (laughs) Dear Franny everywhere. (laughs) Am I on Twitter? I am. I am. Um, And I also have my podcast, Dear Franny. And yeah, so the people, I think Instagram is probably the best place um, at this point. And I actually have a course um, called The Confident Dater which is launching um, at the end of, actually at the beginning of April. So um, I'll be announcing that on my Instagram. Awesome. We'll have everything linked in the show notes. So head there and click on some things. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Franny, for being on. This is so much fun. great. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Have you seen those TikToks? We're like, want to see what I can do? That was literally me. Boom, snap, clap. That and the... I could never do that one. Oh, I could do the cup thing. Oh, Oh, that's so cute. Let's get back to what this is about. I want to thank Franny for being on the episode today and giving us all the wisdom that a love coach can give to someone that's not paying for their services. (laughs) It was wonderful. (laughs) And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Yes, thank you so, so much. (laughs) Take that out. No. (laughs) Yes. So, so much. Um, I feel like I don't have the right to ask you for anything after <laughs> doing that to your ears. Pissing in your ear. But uh, if you could, if you can find it in that big, beautiful heart of yours. Uh-huh. I thought I was going to say ass, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it in your fat ass. To, to head on <laughs> over to Apple Podcasts. And rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me Podcast. Because we're always professional, we're always put together, and we're always going to give you a good time. Hell one yeah. One of those things is true. You pick which one. <laughs> Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Two lies and a truth. (laughs) Anyway. All right. We'll see you next week.